0: tiny tiny cup my pierce morgan crap paper and my grumpy cup which i okay. really think it looks like james
1: <laughs> oh yeah okay we're
0: live <laughs> Just so hi know. guys hi guys hi we're back with more questions <laughs>
1: What a surprise.
0: I know. Does everybody like my EC top? I like it because when I go like this, it makes me look like I've got like some real fucking guns.
1: They do look good.
0: And well, Only when I flex. When I don't flex, it's like, what's the point? Honestly, because who's going to walk around? Well, lots of people walk around like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, doesn't Emma look so cute today? I told her she looks like a little girly football girl. She didn't like it, but I meant it as a good thing.
1: <laughs> she was like, Oh, you look like one of those American football players that you see at the airport. I was like <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Anything I did wake you know up this morning, morning and I thought, yeah, that's what I wanted that's what I think you mean soccer.
0: Soccer. Yeah. Today I feel football. <laughs> that's why I used to dress like that. I used to wake up and like theme myself most of the time it was I'm a hoe. Okay. <laughs> My whole teenage teenage years. God, I don't know what's wrong with my eyes at the moment. Every time I do anything, it just starts streaming.
1: I'm still laughing at you yesterday, being like, do you know what? I actually like face masks. I think they bring up my eyes.
0: <laughs> I look so pretty in a face mask because it covers half my face. Did you see I tagged you in the photo that James put up of me in a face mask? I'm right. I've I look better in a face mask. Go, look, go it look at it Um, I look really uh... good in a face mask, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay that is the point of them as well they were invented for me to feel confident about myself (laughs)
1: this is why we had coronavirus yeah oh god it's
0: i don't even know if we can joke about it i feel like everybody jokes about it because there's nothing else to do but it is like i
1: think we need to joke about it a bit or it's just overwhelmingly scary yeah
0: yeah okay right let's go some of these questions um not to be mean but they're quite (laughs) samey uh (laughs) It doesn't mean we're not going to answer them, we are, because you're all worthy of same questions, but they are. Some of them are new and fun. So, let's start. Okay, I've been on 1500 calories for two weeks after starting on an initial 1600. My loss is between 0.5 and 1 LB per week. Not much difference in measurements. I've listened to the podcast and I feel that I'm implementing as much as I can, but now I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm going to drop to 1400 calories this week and see if things start moving, moving again. I'm only five foot, so would you say that this sounds about right? Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear
1: you. Oh. Did... Okay. Oh, no, I can't hear you. Oh, no, I can't hear you. Oh. Just
0: saying in and out, I can hear you now. Hmm.
1: Right, if there's a massive echo, let me know. Okay. Okay, so... Should we jump into that question?
0: Are we still live?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I definitely, just completely. I'm just doing a boomerang of you. Because um, she looks so much <laughs> like, like an
1: American footballer, I can't <laughs> Right, anyway. okay. So... And uh, where did we, we get, get to we got to you were talking about she's she's dropped from sixteen hundred to fifteen hundred.
0: Okay, so I've been on 1,500 calories for two weeks now after starting out on an initial 1,600. My loss is between 0.5
1: and 1 LB per
0: week, not much different in measurements. I've listened to the podcast and I feel that I'm implementing as much as I can, but now I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm going to drop down to 1,400 calories to see if I can get things moving. I'm only five foot, so would you say that this sounds about right? I do five workouts and get about 20 steps in most days. Emma.
1: Okay. I, so one thing that people get a bit, I don't know if confused about is the right word, but when it seems like a lot to drop from 1600 to 1500 or from 1500 to 1400. And often it takes a hell of a lot of effort to do that. And like programming and timing and making sure your meals are all correct. But you're only dropping 700 calories over the week doing that. And actually it might be better to try and increase your activity levels the other thing is, I wouldn't expect, I think she said, "Oh, I dropped from 1600 to 1500, I'm still losing at quite a slow rate or something like that. I would expect that. Yeah, me too. Because you've Because you've only created like a 700 calorie-ish, and we say ish because you might not be tracking exactly right, deficit over the week like extra deficit over the week so you you're probably not going to see a huge amount of difference there I would say because she's five foot I don't know her weight she has not put her weight in but yeah smaller people unfortunately I've got quite a lot of clients who are like five foot five foot two or something you you can't eat as much because there's not as much of you unfortunately yeah,
0: yeah. I agree I think um saying that you're losing 0.5 I'll be a week that's movement that's loss we say we don't want you to touch anything unless you saw for two to three weeks ideally three because you ain't going to lose every week some weeks you have a funny week give it two to three weeks and then reassess the situation so if you're still losing that that's a linear loss and also a linear loss is amazing like you should be really happy with that so i don't think you need to doing twenty thousand steps a day and five workouts a week is great obviously i don't think you can or should increase your steps just even adding on five minutes to your workouts each workout might help you and as Emma and I always say, we'd rather that you up your expenditure than decrease your calories but then full circle back to Emma's point, if you are only five foot, 1400 calories is a pretty...
1: Yeah, I would say that it might be, yeah, it might be good idea to go to that. I actually completely missed the point where you said she does 20,000 steps a day.
0: I know, right? That's amazing. I (laughs) I
1: don't think, I, to be honest, I wouldn't move, I wouldn't move from what you're doing. I think you just need to accept that The other thing, the other important point to make here is you're five foot, which means you have less to lose, there's less of you, your rate of weight loss is going to be slower purely because there's less of you to lose. Like if you've got someone who's 100 kilograms, they're going to lose more weight per week in like an equivalent deficit than someone who is 50 kilograms, because there isn't as much to lose. So even if you think about instead of thinking, oh, so-and-so's lost Two pounds this week, I've only lost half a pound. Look at it as a percentage. So maybe they've lost 1% of their body fat. You're, sorry, 1% of their body weight. You're looking to look 1% of your body weight. So it makes it, it's still not perfect, but it's an easier way to look at yeah. like a comparison of results. Not that we want you to compare your results to other people's because you're all on different journeys. Yeah. But just like if you were, like that kind of explains a lot of the reasons why some people are losing a lot more than other people
0: yeah and we've talked about this before in terms of like measuring progress obviously there's loads of ways to, to do it scales measurements pictures that clothes the whole there's so many ways we've talked about it before like there's some people who come in smaller and at the end be like oh i only lost four pounds whereas that person lost 24 pounds mm-hmm. right uh but their start point, as someone who was smaller, who had less to lose, is what the other person is like, well, I ended the whole thing and still didn't look how you looked at your start photo. So this is where like, you have to take into account, we're all different shapes and sizes right from the off, right to begin with. And then how much that you lose is dependent on so many factors. And what you look like before and after is dependent on so many factors. We're all different. We had one girl in the Facebook group today saying like, I don't look as lean as everybody else. Emma and I don't look as lean as half the people in the UC method. Like... So it's your body, it's your journey, you're not anybody else, like, don't look around you, like, think of it like a sprinter, if you look around you, you're probably going to fall over, if you look straight ahead. Yeah, stay that. in
1: your lane, focus on your lane, absolutely. Yeah. I think, as well, like, I don't want to look as lean as half the people in the E.C. method, and it's fine not to have that goal, like, don't yeah. get your head in the space that, like, having abs is the ultimate goal, or do it, like, you know, whatever goal is for you, like, that's your goal and what you're focusing on. Um, And when it comes to I guess like or, like the negative emotions that you see or what you see as a negative or a failure or not doing as well, it's always stronger than what you see as a positive. Yeah. And you have to sort of recognise that psychology in yourself and be like, that's completely, doesn't have no logic to it whatsoever. I shouldn't yeah. feel that way. And a good example of this that I sometimes give is, if we had, I don't know, let's say we had two people over a month, one of them loses like 2 pounds in the first in the first 2 weeks and then doesn't lose anything in the second 2 weeks. The other one loses like half a pound every week. So they both lost 2 pounds at the end of the month. But the one who loses two pounds in the first week and nothing in the second week is like the diet's not working it's ridiculous I'm not sticking to it blah 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 (laughs) whatever because they're not seeing results every week even though maybe they had their period that week or they've caught a fluctuation or whatever it was or or they're someone who sort of does tend to lose in chunks which happens we see that all the time yeah but it's about psychologically keeping going with that and and it's like that's a good example of just being like it's so stupid you actually got the same result but one of you's happy with it and one of you isn't. Yeah. And It is it is a bit of a mind game and it's how you look at things and that's why we really want you again to focus on process goals as opposed to just the scale weight as an outcome.
0: I can agree. Nothing to add, couldn't agree more. Okay. Hi ladies, it's my first week back at work. I've only been able to do three of the workouts this week but I would normally do five. Steps are on point, nutrition is on point. If I struggle to do five workouts a week, would I benefit from doing the quick dumbbell workout on the days so I can't do the full workouts that Emma has told us to do? Yes. Yes. Agreed. We did actually talk on the last one though, guys, about fitting in your workouts to your work week. You you can do it. I think sometimes it's just about like breaking into it, and it, it can be tough to break into. But like everything, once the ball is rolling and the momentum's going. You're in it. You're doing it. It's easy to do. Um, But yeah, look. If you can't, if you're getting your nutrition in on point, you're getting your steps in on point. You're getting some of the workouts in every week. That's fantastic. On the other days, exactly, do just do what you can.
1: Yeah, and I do think when people are approaching going back to work and things, some people are like, "Oh, I'll ease myself in by doing two workouts this week, and then I'll up that." No, 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 no. Don't do that. Go in the deep end. Be like, right, right from the offset. I am starting a brilliant routine from today, I'm going to hit all of my workouts, I'm going to hit all of my meals, I'm going to, like, everything, I'm going to hit my steps, I'm going to do all of this stuff, and honestly, the first week might be quite hard, but once you get in that routine, you'll be sorted, whereas if you sort of push that back, then, yeah, it makes it a hell of a lot harder, I think.
0: Agreed, I, this, we talk about this a lot, you know, this there's there's sometimes there's a time and a place to ease yourself in and it can be really helpful and actually it can be quite character dependent but also there's a time I always we talk about it the baptism of fire there's something amazing to be said for just like going in a hundred percent and for some people, it can lead them to freak out a bit and throw in the towel, in which case you need to take it step by step. But I'm a big believer in, like, actually, go on with the baptism of fire. Get great results in a quick, quick turnaround short, uh, period of time. And then go, okay, what can I start to get some more balance with now? And I like to work from kind of that end up. But yeah, look, it is fair to say some people are like, if you change too much too soon, you'll freak yourself out and you'll throw in the towel because it can't fit into your life, which is true. But there's lots of different ways to do this is what I'm saying. Yeah, Um, there's
1: so many arguments for and against that. Like I personally would find it very boring if someone was like, we're going to implement one habit for the next two weeks. All you're going to do is drink some more water. I'd be like, I want my money back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, me
0: too. And also, like, I think it's actually suboptimal in terms of long term results. Like I would rather get somebody to be like, Oh, my God, it's like, I, it's week four, and I'm struggling and, and get them like quicker results, like get in there, get in, get out. And, and then start to implement the balance because also i think then they kind of they get buy-in they trust that what you're doing is right and hopefully if you have a coach when you have someone say okay now don't be scared we're going to start implementing an untracked meal every week go out with your friends start with your family whatever follow my lead i think it's a great way to do it but look yes there's a lot of people who would strongly disagree with me i obviously agree with me <laughs> that's amazing <the> thing <laughs> um okay on friday 17th of july so today we are off on holiday for two weeks. Ooh, two whole weeks. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm like, I just went away for five days, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, I know that Chloe has uploaded holiday tip, the holiday tip trial, which is excellent. Thank you. Thank you. However, I am so sad to be away for the last two weeks of this round. The beauty of it is that you're not... Anyway, okay, fine, I'll just finish the question. I'm trying to get rid of of this thought that I won't be able to give it a final 100%. I'm actually getting quite anxious about the fact that I'm going to let myself down, which is daft, because nothing's even happened yet. Anyway, I'm tying myself up in knots. I don't have any space to take much gear. I'm planning on taking my bands with me, but is there any other equipment that could be handy? That could be handy. I plan on smashing this week before I go away. Calories are on point. Steps are in and five workouts are done. I will be signing up for round three. I love you, ladies. Aww. Aww. Emma, go.
1: Well, if you're signing up for round three, it's not... Like, nothing's ending. You don't have to think of this as, oh, my God, I won't be able to do the, the final two weeks perfectly. In fact, this is brilliant, because it means that you're now testing everything we've taught you. Like, the whole point is... You can go on holiday and enjoy yourself. You can eat food that you like. You can be sociable. You can enjoy these experiences, not stress out about them. Mm. So actually this is a good test to, to see how you can still enjoy your holiday but stay on track and then come back and you'll be refreshed and like ready to go for the next round. And if you wanted to take maybe one of those weeks as a bit of a diet break week, potentially might be a good idea. Just bring your calories. And the thing is, we don't want you to be mega, I mean, you can't be mega anal about it. You can't be like, oh, I need to be exactly at maintenance calories. But you can think, I'm going to guesstimate what I'm having. I'm going to have like 20%-ish more. That's a bit of a diet break week. Come back, get straight back into it, smash it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the first point in the holiday file is try and make it a diet break week that doesn't mean throw yourself face first into a buffet uh what it which is what i used to do and then wonder why i literally gained all my weight back and then some inside of a week um it just means up your calories a little bit and those added calories will give you some room to have some alcohol every day that you don't need to factor into your diet numbers or have a dessert or you know whatever have a treat um i also said in the file i mean it's friday today so you're going away today so i hope you get to hear this at least on the podcast um imminently um but i also said you know give yourself towards the end of the holiday in your last couple days give yourself a full day to eat all the things that you wanted um and kind of just see it's like a bit of a refeed day i would never normally recommend that but if you're dieting on holiday it's fine like you're on holiday don't forget that don't let this ruin your holiday you've got to enjoy yourself it's the whole point spending money to go away and relax relax that's the point of it um You can still you don't need to take any equipment ever, anywhere you go. Um, as long as you get your steps in, if you can get some workouts in, that's great. If you can be like good with your nutrition, that's great. But yes, bands are fantastic. Um I really don't think you need to worry. I think you need to focus on getting your steps in, make it a diet break, fortnight if you want, just up a couple hundred calories, give yourself a little bit more room to play with. Don't panic if you go over, don't try and make up with it for the following days, the rest of the week. Just just wake up the next day and try smash it again. You're coming back for round three. I promise you, we can absolutely smash it. And we can get you further. We can get you further ahead refat fat loss than you were now when you've gone away. Um, so please, guys, just ch- look. Try and do what you can, but don't overthink it. Don't panic. Relax. You earned it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's my yeah, and the last thing I had about holidays would just be to choose your indulgences. Like if you're like, I really want to have this ice cream and I really want to have these cocktails and I'm, we're going to go out for an amazing meal this night. Like, Choose a couple of things that you're really going to enjoy yeah. and then the other meals, maybe just try and have it a bit lighter. Like, okay, I'm going to try and like, have fruit for breakfast, not much else, and then like a really light lunch and so that I know that in the evening like I'm going to have a bigger meal. Maybe you have like a shake for breakfast with fruit. Yeah. Like, but the rest of your meals maybe you're going to eat out. So you're just sort of like compensating a little bit, but you're still enjoying the main thing.
0: Yeah, I did. I had like, I had a full day off my diet uh, before I came back in Ibiza. I pretty much like, was pretty good the rest of the time. Had like a couple of little treats and stuff. I'm exactly the same. I might even be leaner because like ultimately I didn't go crazy overboard. And as Emma always said, like, you can have like the odd kind of slip up here and there. You're gonna have the odd day where you don't really hit your calories. You know, it's not the end of the world. The problem comes. I wrote this on my Instagram post this morning. Go and read it, babe. If you, if I've got you in time, I hope you hear this. Go and read it. The problem doesn't come when you have a little slip up on route. The problem comes when you go. Oh, I had a slip up, and you throw everything. You throw the baby out with the bathwater. You throw it in the bucket, bucket, and you. And then, then you're gonna undo everything. So when you have this hip up, be like, eh, I'll start again tomorrow. I'll try and make it. I'll try and make it perfect tomorrow. That's it. Like and and yeah. That if, if you do the former, you're never going to get anywhere. But you have to learn to roll with the punches.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Um, yeah. And also probably I don't know where you're going to go, but it's probably going to be hot, and you're probably going to have less of an appetite because it's hot.
0: Yeah. I can't eat today I don't know what's going on with me but everything I eat I'm like I know I'm not pregnant before anyone asks (laughs) maybe I'm pregnant um (laughs) so hateful how do you guys stay on track consistently do you have a strict routine what disciplines do you keep in place for me the most important rule is only eating when my alarm goes off I presume that means because otherwise she'll just like graze throughout the day Emma
1: Okay, I think this gets, so you might be saying, oh, I only eat when my alarm goes off. You you don't have to do that forever, but it might be a good tool for you at the moment. So I don't really have particularly strict regimes. At the moment, I want to lose a bit of body fat. I tend not to have breakfast. Works well for me. I make sure I get my steps in every day. I make sure I do a workout every day, apart from like a rest day once a week. That's... Like, those are sort of my non-negotiables. I also never snack. But that's not even a dieting thing. Like, I just don't snack. Yeah. But it's... And, and, and my point of saying that is... Like, that was, like, the last thing I even thought of. Because it was, like, it, that's just not something that I do now. It's not... I don't try not to. I just don't do it. And the other point of that is because I know... Like, I know that snacks aren't going to hurt me. Like, one snack in isolation is not going to hurt me. If I really wanted something, I would obviously just have it. Yeah. But but the point is, like, that's a rule. And, what like, rules are good if you know how and when to break them without messing up or without the psychology of, oh, my God, I ate between meals, that's it, ruined. No, of course it's not. It's still about calories over the day. It's just a way of managing your calories. And I think that's when... What some people would call like gimmicks or fads actually are quite useful. So things like not eating after 6pm, cutting your carbohydrates down, like not snacking between meals. Do you need to do them to lose weight? Absolutely not. Are they potentially beneficial depending on how your lifestyle is, etc, etc? Yes, absolutely. But you've got to find the one that works for you.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, we always say everybody who is good, uh, good in the health and fitness industry, which actually is a lot of people now, there's far less idiots than they used to be, I find. But um, everyone will say, look, it's not that the fad, the fad diet, the the diet, the trend, whatever it is, will probably work. It's not an issue if you follow it, as long as you understand why it works. It doesn't work because there are, you know, horrible little devil fat fairies that fly around your body after 6pm and just sew all the food (laughs) to your stomach. It doesn't work like that. You're just just giving yourself a break in terms of your your eating window. That's all it is. And what does that do? Probably lowers your calories. And Mm. if you've been, if you're somebody who has a lot of food in the evenings, for example, you're gonna start to lose weight, so yeah, just making which it is time most
1: of us, right? If yeah, you looked at no, and, and even this is a good thing to do as well, like self-assess what what your eating patterns are and where you might be going wrong. If you're like, it might not always be the evenings, but it tends to be the evenings where you overeat. But it could be at other points of the day, and you could say, okay, yeah. well, actually, that's not benefiting me, and that like that time of day is when things tend to go wrong for me. And it could actually be that you need to eat more at that time of day. Like, okay. Do you know what? If you're that hungry at 3 pm, you'll have a meal. Like, you're going to have a chicken salad now. You're not just going to snack on random things or pick Mm. up a granola bar, which is like more calories than the chicken salad, far less density, far less protein, doesn't keep you as full. Like, and I think that it's almost like the when you were younger and and you'd be like to your mum, Oh my God, I'm so hungry. I can have a packet of Christmas. You're like, If you're hungry, you can have an apple like that. (laughs) basically if you're hungry you can eat a chicken salad like if you can if yeah. you're not prepared to go and make a chicken salad or you know or corn salad whatever you want to have then you're not hungry enough to just snack on a granola bar
0: Agreed I love under there that reminded me of the chocolate bar thing have your meal first if you still want it then you have it yeah um for me like what I do I I always make sure that I train whether I'm in a fat loss phase or a muscle building phase my training is completely different and my training week is completely different but I always make sure that I train consistently four days a week that's my non-negotiable four days a week um i always make sure that my diet is pretty much the same in a fat loss phase or a muscle building phase but in the latter i will just make sure that i add more carbohydrates to my meals my proteins are always high my veg is always high my my fat is usually kind of moderate um so i just up my calories via carbohydrates um and i i try to give myself especially if i'm in a muscle building phase like a full day off every week in terms of diet and training because then that means that when I go back into my fat loss phase after a few months, I'm fueled in terms of my training, my recovery, my food intake, and also my work-life balance in terms of my body, you know, it's it's really important. Um, and then in a fat loss phase, I kind of just really attack it. Uh, well, I try to, sometimes. Sometimes I have an interesting day all week, but I try to be really consistent. Um, I okay.
1: think that's another thing, consistency. I think that's really important and not just like I don't mean that in such a broad sense but as much as we like we want you to get variety in and actually we you know we've been having this challenge this week where you're trying to get as much different fruit and veg in as possible that's brilliant but also what works really well and what the research has shown works really well is people that eat a more consistent diet when they're dieting lose more body fat and that means that like you might have like a consistent breakfast lunch and dinner. And what I would do and what I do now is I have a consistent, I mean, breakfast is not a breakfast. I have a consistent lunch and I have, and I have a consistent dinner. But if you were, if you have a family, dinner is normally your, the time where you're going to eat with your family. And you might have your breakfast and your lunch on your own. Or it doesn't really matter if you're not eating the same meal because maybe you're not all sitting down at the dinner table and things like that. So you can have more control over your breakfast and lunch. So I would focus on making them consistent and then having a bit more variety at dinner. But yeah, consistency with what you're eating is also <coughs> quite important. And and even when you're looking at people who are flexible dieting and tracking everything, like I have clients who are eating out or maybe not at the moment, but used to be eating out for like every meal. And, and even oh, if yeah. they're tracking it, like it's so much harder than just yeah. being... It, do you know what? It would still be easy if they were like, yeah, I have... This for my lunch every day from Pret, fine, but it's the same thing. Whereas if it's yeah. just like everywhere, it's it's really hard to do and be really like consistency is is a really good thing.
0: <coughs> Agreed. Um, yeah, and also you know what I really dislike when I have clients who <laughs> I've got a cough and now I'm like everyone's gonna be like, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't. I do have a cough though. Um So. Uh, what was I going to say yeah I I get really irritated sometimes with clients who are like I don't want to eat the same thing all the time and I'm like what do you do when you're not on a quote-unquote diet pretty sure you'll be eating the same kind of things all the time it's about finding the meals that you really enjoy um okay anyway so next question It was my time of the week last time of the month last week, so I struggled to do the workouts due to stomachache, tiredness and generally feeling yucky. I don't want one week and four to set me back every month. What is the best thing to try and achieve during this time? Stick to calories? Hit my steps? Both? I feel that I could control my food, but exercise seems to get very tough. I don't want to feel like during down times I'm failing as that triggers my mind to then start contemplating giving up. I suppose I just need a plan of action for my time of the month. Apologies if you've talked about this before. I don't think we have actually.
1: Emma. I think that let's see so this brings up quite a lot of things. Firstly I had another question like this and they were asking when they're most strongest around their cycle <laughs> because they'd obviously been reading into it a little bit, and it's such an over like we don't need to think about that at all and actually you're probably strongest during your period right but if you're hormonal you're in pain maybe you get hormonal migraines like all of these things that can be just like make that week hell there's no way you're going to the gym and lifting heavy like it's ridiculous so don't try and like program your training and your nutrition around how you feel not what you think your hormones might be doing which they might not be doing so that's the first point um i so i think you you've kind of answered your own question we want you to focus on steps and on your nutrition if you can do those two things for that week i don't think your fat loss will change at all so know that and then if you can think right so for the next three weeks i am gonna really push my training like we want you to smash those three weeks and then if you have a bit of a down week that's fine. And I would say, I would just completely take the pressure off training. If you can't do it at all, fine. If you find the motivation to get one or two sessions in, even if they're a bit lackluster, that's great. But don't, yeah, don't put pressure on yourself that week. That would be my tip.
0: I think, yeah, I love everything that you said. I think, you know Haley was talking about this the other week. It's really interesting, but it is so subjective, how you feel at what point in your cycle. Um, Like it's like everything Emma and I say about science and things on paper don't necessarily translate in practice to each person and we're all different, okay? So I wouldn't overly concern yourself with that kind of thing. Like we always say that there's only so much you can control and there's some stuff you should probably just let go of and just go with the flow. (laughs) Literally, that's (laughs) one of them. I'm so good at these duple entendres. Okay, so I would say I agree, agree with Emma. Look, and, and what you say, I think you kind of already know, judging from the question itself. Stick to calories, tick. Get your steps in, tick. Both tick if you that those are the really main important things if you have a week where you can't work out because you're poorly or you don't feel well or you're busy if you do those emma's right it's not going to affect your fat loss at all you're fine you might stay level you might even lose you know the inflammation funnily enough might see the scale weight go down um again why we shouldn't be so obsessed with the scale weight because it's affected by so many things um it might also go up because it's your time of the month that just reinforces my point um but yeah i would agree with emma look what i would try and say is why don't you start a workout every day or every other day, however often you work out, and give yourself, like, a five, ten minutes to see, can I get through this or not? You might find that you'll have the odd session where you're like, I can, and you smash it. You might find where you get five, ten minutes in and you're like, no, screw this, I'm leaving, and you can, you're out.
1: But so, you've at least get- done five minutes.
0: You've at least done five minutes, which is a little bit of movement in your day, and you tried, and you know that you're out, and you have our permission to, to bounce. Fine. Mm-hmm. And then it's right, and then the rest of the three weeks, smash it. You know, if you think about, like, especially if you're lifting, like, bodybuilders, powerlifters, like, or people who are in the gym with a performance goal, or even, like, performance athletes, will often have, like, a deload week every four, eight six 12 weeks they'll have a week where they purposefully reduce training to allow their body to recover it's not actually the worst thing in the world um so yeah i mean that that's our advice
1: yeah i really like that they're starting the workout or yeah. even when you're feeling Sorry. unmotivated just start like or yeah. sometimes i'll even feel that i was like right it's easier when it's the gym i think because you have to go there but sometimes mm-hmm. i'm just like, i will go to the gym and i will do two machine exercises And by the time I get there, I do a full session. But if you put that in your head, and you're just like, all I need to do is get there, do two sets of two, three sets of ten on these two machines, and then I'm going to go home. And that, I mean, that never happens. But it's an easy way to get yourself there. The other thing before we move on from like the period pain chat is do go and see your doctor because I think a lot of people think they just have to suffer with this, and actually sometimes there's a lot that can be done. So yeah don't just think oh this will always be me it'll always be absolute hell I would go and see your doctor because they might be able to offer you something
0: that's true actually I had a friend she's a, a makeup artist she's amazing and she every every kind of two weeks actually before her period and then on her period she just basically would get so depressed that she was bed bound she just literally couldn't get out of bed and it was awful and she suffered with it her whole life and then in her late 30s went to go see a doctor and things were put in place now she's fully functioning throughout the month um and yeah Emma's right I yeah th- that's a really good point um okay so oh and by the way just to make everyone feel better I have definitely I train like pretty hard I've definitely had days where I've walked into the gym and walked right back out again it's <laughs> sometimes if it's not on and I love training if it's not on it's not on and you should but, listen
1: to your yeah brain. and I think it's different with certain people So, for example a lot of the time if I do not feel like training I won't train because it's so yeah. rare that I'm like okay I'm not and also because it's something that I love I do not want to do it when I don't want to do it and make it a chore for yeah. myself but yeah. yeah there's a difference between like really like I, that would be a very rare occasion and I'd go back the next day buzzing to get in the gym but yeah. if it's just like oh it's been quite a long day and I can't really be bothered like I would just make myself go
0: yeah, like you are completely right. You, I like at the end of like some real severe fat loss phases, I've done the gym has been so oppressive to me that I've really just had to not go for a couple of weeks and do something else, like at home or whatever. Um, and that's when you know that your body is probably giving you a signal, like,
1: nah, you, yeah, I need we're to. done here. That's yeah,
0: it. yeah, we're we're done with this shit. Um, okay. I'm really glad that I started wearing myself every day. It's definitely taken all the emotion out of it for me. Ooh. I keep a spreadsheet that calculates my weekly average weight. And as long as it's on that downward trajectory, I'm happy. Don't judge me. I'm an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I love that. It's very me. I have noticed that I seem to hover around. Oh, we were just talking about this. I've noticed that I seem to hover around the same weight for a week or two. And then it will drop significantly by a couple of kilos before the same pattern then starts again. This doesn't bother me at all, and I'm sure it's my body just doing its thing, but I'm interested as to whether there's any science behind it and to why this might be happening. And then she says, also a big thank you. I'm really enjoying the plan. It's working for me. I've lost over five kg so far. Equally as important, though, I'm having a fairly difficult time in the moment with various life stresses. And having something so positive to focus on is really helping me. I love the ability to take control of this aspect of my life without any of the old restrictive or guilt tendencies. It's definitely making me grateful and helping me have a better relationship with my body. Sorry for the long message, but in a nutshell, I want to say thank you so much
1: oh Aww. that's so yeah. lovely because that's like exactly what we want from this program
0: yeah it's amazing I love it reading stuff like that okay so Emma what do you think about the big drop and then the wh- and then the big drop and
1: then the wh- yeah this is so common and it can be a few things it can be water retention so it could be that like you are well it probably is that you are linearly 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 yeah, linearly. 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 linearly right that's what right. <laughs> losing fat but the scales obviously aren't showing that. And the reason the scales aren't showing that could be water retention for various reasons. There's another theory, which is quite interesting, but it's like it's almost impossible to... Like, I can't think how you would do an experiment on it. But essentially, it's called the whoosh theory of fat loss. Whoosh and, effect. Yeah, the whoosh <laughs> effect. And the yeah. idea is... And, I mean, it doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me. But then when you see things like this, you're kind of like... Mm. Maybe there is some merit to it, but the idea is that you're losing fat from your fat cells. But when you lose that fat, the cell swells a bit with water. Not quite sure why that would be. They didn't seem to say that when you read about this. Um, and then at some point, this whoosh effect happens where the water from within the fat cell leaves the body. And that's why you see this big drop. Now, like even saying it, I'm like, why? <laughs> Yeah. And there's been no studies on it because, no evidence. like, how but but the thing is, sometimes you're like there's no evidence, doesn't it doesn't happen. But this, I'm kind doesn't of like I, I mean, I see something like that happening. Yeah. But also how would you even study it anyway? So lack of evidence in some aspects is like there must be evidence against it. There isn't evidence against it because it would be very hard to measure or to doing a study that showed that so that's why i've not completely like i've not bought into it but i've not also completely dismissed it yet because i like i don't
0: i think so i I completely agree i think first of all of all our bodies again respond differently to different things water carbohydrates fats i mean training inflammation so everybody will lose or gain at different rates different reasons it you know we're all different i uh i would say yeah, it sounds like the whoosh effect to me um as emma said the theory goes that you'll lose body fat the fat cells will hold on to water at some point they'll let go of that water and whoosh you drop there is no scientific <laughs> evidence behind it however there is a lot uh, of subjective evidence behind it in that it happens all the time. And I tend to find, for me personally, it happens when I have a high-carb day. The next day, I will drop a significant amount of weight. Um, And that could be my body letting go of stress, uh, letting go of water, the refeed, the carbohydrates. I mean, whatever it is, it just seems to work for me. Well, a lot of people will find the opposite.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of people, yeah
0: they have a higher carb day carbs glycogen muscle water we've gone through it before we don't need to do again and the cells will go up for a couple days then they might drop back down Mm. but that to me is my wish effect and i think if in all honesty the subjective evidence shows that it's a real thing however again you have to be really careful because there's no real data science data to back it up but this i find with fasted cardio as well the science shows that it doesn't have an overall like it might do in in the moment in the immediacy of doing fast cardio burn more body fat and it might oxidate more body fat right which is fine but overall at the end of the week or the month the people that did fast cardio versus the people that did fed cardio did not lose more body fat however this study has not been done on like a very lean bodybuilding kind of community and when you see that sometimes and again this is different for everyone I don't know. it's interesting. This is, and again, studies are interesting because they don't do it on these niche little communities. They do it on the gem pop, which makes it it's, it's complicated. but yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah,
1: at each end of the spectrum, things probably don't change. They don't like look the same. so like if it was a very obese person or a very lean person, the results might have been completely different, or mm-hmm. a lot of the times if it was a woman, because most of the research is done on men
0: yes exactly. So
1: again and this is the other point about the whoosh effects like you don't see it as much in men which makes me think yeah. it actually just might be hormonal water retention because you I see agree. it more in women and, and you've obviously got that cycle anyway And you say actually if it's every two weeks maybe it's in the luteal phase or the follicular phase where you do tend to drop and that's just what happens to you every and and people like are like oh that must be the woosh effect and you're like well is it just hormonal changes that are causing water retention and then that drops so, yeah, oh, interesting. So
0: interesting. So interesting. And I, that was a very good point. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if we, if we haven't answered this one. We've answered an almost identical one. So I'm just going to get, just going to read it really quick and just see. Okay, I'll skip the first ones because we've answered that about how do you know when fat loss should end? How do you know about goal setting?
1: Yeah, we did quite a lot of that time. yesterday, didn't we?
0: We did. But then there's one that I did, we didn't do. How bad is cardio when muscle building is the goal? I've started running since lockdown. It's great to clear my head and get focused. I average three 5k runs a week and I really want to keep them in for my sanity. Lastly, I just want to say thank you both for your support, help, and endless knowledge. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in and I can't wait to see what the next year brings to me. Ah, oh. woohoo! Love no, I when you guys end with compliments. Um, Emma, so how bad is cardio when building muscle? She wants to keep her runs in.
1: Hmm. Okay, it completely depends, again, it's the spectrum, isn't it? If you want to be a bodybuilder, then I wouldn't say running is bad, but it's probably not the thing that I would suggest that you do, partly because of the adaptations you're going to get to that. So when you're running, like the adaptations to being the best runner are going to be being quite light, being very aerobically fit, obviously. Possibly not, like well, definitely not the same as being... An elite level uh, bodybuilder. However, can you do both very well, somewhere in between build a lot of muscle and be very good at running? Yes. But if you wanted to be the extreme of either, probably wouldn't suggest running as your sole form of cardio. Doing two or yeah. three runs a week is going to be absolutely fine. And I would probably say most like female bodybuilders who aren't, or maybe not bodybuilders, but like physique competitors would be totally fine doing something like that. Um, but mm. you're not going to see, like, Phil... What's his name? Phil... Heath. Heath. He's not going to be going off for a run. Probably would have a heart attack in I dying, don't think but... he
0: could. I mean, it would be like watching a rhino... Also, the like, chafing... charge through a shop. <laughs>
1: that would be so painful. No. I mean, they can barely walk, oh. so they're not going to be running. But, yeah.
0: I mean, this—it it literally all I can think of is a, rh- a rhino, a like a genetically enhanced rhino, powering
1: through. Uh, it is, but things. then the other thing I will um, say about this is, people say things like, "Oh, well, look at um, God, I can't remember his name now." Yeah, like, "Oh, look at Ross Edgley, he's really muscular and he does loads of like endurance, uh, like sprints and stuff." Yeah, but there, there are like a handful of people that do that. and and managed to have both and there's like a massive genetic like influence there
0: Mm. (laughs) Uh, I Ah. I would say um, (laughs) I would say uh yeah exactly what Emma said But if you want to be like some mega bodybuilder then it would be something that your coach would be like, do we have to? Um, I would say, however, if you do it three times a week, you do like three run every other day, a run. You do bodybuilding type training every other day, like a push pull, a lower body, an upper body. Have a full rest day every week, get your steps in. You're pretty good to go. It's not the end of the world.
1: No, and if you enjoy it, that's the main thing. Like even yeah. when people start the E C Method, and they're like, oh, I really enjoy Les Mills is there any way I can keep doing it? Oh, I love going to Zumba. Of course you can keep doing it. Like, we don't want you to stop exercise that you enjoy.
0: Yeah. an activity, especially, like, with a fat loss goal. But even with a muscle building goal, it's, it's, like, important to be, you know, physically active in more ways than just building muscle, you know? It's
1: good. Like, we even let Ollie still do tennis.
0: <laughs> Ollie loves his Did tennis. Did you see
1: the I conversation that we had uh yesterday i think he'd asked something no, about like swapping out tag
0: you i read the i read the whole thing and then if i see that you've started to reply and especially yeah, just, if it's like you, all 21 comments i'm like okay i'm just dealing with that i'm not getting yeah. involved what, what was the conversation
1: um, he was asking if he could swap out ex- or exercises or something i was like look they're programmed a certain way because that's how we want you to do them you don't want to swap <laughs> out. Think- exercise. and then he was like i'm not He's like, but I'll replace them, and I was like, look, Ollie, everyone wants to swap burpees for bicep curls. Like, there's a reason they're in there.
0: But Ollie is like typical guy. I love you, Ollie, but I feel like all men really hate like anything lower body. And I know he plays tennis, so he gets really dommy and really sore. But it's also like I don't think I've ever had a male client It's like, could I swap leg day for chest day? I'm like, no, (laughs) don't be that
1: guy. And the thing is, or he was like, thing is, I just did not really enjoy burpees. No They're not meant to be enjoyable. <laughs> the hell? Oh God!
0: It was invented by like Russian militia. I mean, honestly. <laughs> um, after the graduate eight weeks is up, is that the end of the journey with the EC method? No, oh, no, Ever.
1: The graduates are like just ongoing greatness.
0: Fab- fabulousness no look you in an ideal world you know for me anyway i want everybody to be on like a cyclical journey so there'll be time for your focus on especially now the gyms are going to start up and building muscle up in calories a little bit we've talked about this you don't need to you know go into a bulking phase and gain a shit ton of body fat but up calories a bit to have performance based goals. You do that for a few weeks a few months like go 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 then we can go back into a fat loss phase because you've got a wedding you've got a holiday you've got a this you've got a that you've got a reason i don't like when people just like Randomly go into because it's just there's no point. Um, got a reason we go into a fatless road, smash it, get you looking like baller physique, and then we go again. And all these things, like it takes a while to learn these cycles and learn how to execute them effectively and when to stop and when to start. And we want everyone on for as long as possible, but as we said yesterday, it just depends whether you, you know you want to and you can.
1: Yeah, the other thing is, and I would say, like, you know, it depends if you want to, if you can, but. A lot of people have personal trainers for like years and years and years. Like their life it's part of it. Yeah. Oh, I go to a trainer twice a week. This is fifteen pounds a week. Yeah. Which is like ridiculously low, but you're getting so much support, you're getting a community, you're getting all your workouts programmed. Like, even if it was like, let's take away everything else that we do. Even if all you got was your workouts programmed for fifteen pounds a week, like that's, that's your- that's a really good that's money well spent and also if you're someone who is busy doesn't have time to be with a trainer at a certain time that is restricted to that time like that's why online coaching is so good because you have that support but you don't have to do it at a certain time and if something comes up it's not like oh well you've missed your session you have to pay me anyway yeah whatever it's it you've got so much flexibility yeah Uh, yeah
0: I think it's obviously we think it's fantastic and I've looked around and I think we offer the best package at the best price but obviously I think that again
1: yeah Um, but the point is like it's not even it's not even being big-headed to say that because if we thought oh actually we should be doing this this and this and we would do it like of course we think it's good because we wouldn't create something that we didn't think was good
0: well, we are, aren't we? I mean, we've got some new stuff happening for round three. Much yes. like we had new stuff happening in round two. Like the new now-
1: stuff for round three is looking so and, good.
0: Yeah, and we got—you know—we got—we're talking to other people about like helping you guys out. It's just—you know—we're gonna—we we really want to make this A, as cheap as we can make it. Always, like we're not raising the price for the next round, and we also want to make it like as badass. Possible because we have professional pride. We like we want to be the best in our industry at getting our clients results, whether it's mental results, physical results, long term, whatever it is. We want to we want to do it, and we want to be like our clients are kind of on a different level than yours, and that's because we give you everything you need to execute your goal.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, we, we and then even to things like us. bringing on experts. Like who else is doing that? And I think a lot of people are almost too scared to do that because they're like, "Oh, what if they steal my clients?" Like Haley has online coaching, but yeah. it's totally like I mean, it's different than ours. And it, it...
0: Haley, yeah, Haley's like uh, we, I think all coaches have a different hook, a different thing. And I Haley's a completely different coach to you. I'm a completely different coach to you. She's a different coach to me. Like we're yeah. all doing our own thing. But yeah, yeah. she's she's um she's smashing it. Uh, Okay. I'm hitting calories and protein consistently, and I'm less scared of carbs after tracking your guidance on your podcasts I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, I now want to look on getting on top of timing my carbs around my workouts. I do workouts at variable times of the day, depending on what else is going on in the office or at home. Any ideas for good carb-based snacks that I can add in around workouts and should I be prioritizing them before or after so she's basically talking about carbohydrates and nutrient timing Emma
1: okay I would say there's no need to do that and often people think right obviously if I have carbohydrates for a workout I'm gonna train harder or better And actually, that's not always true. And if you're not an endurance, you know, if you're not going off for an hour's row or a big run or something, you probably don't need to fuel up on a load of carbohydrates. So one, I would question if you need to, and also the impact that's going to have on the rest of your diet. Is it going to make it harder for you to adhere to the rest of your diet? Are you usually saving up some carbohydrates to have with dinner with your family or a drink in the evening or whatever it is? So... I would question if you need to do that. If you decide you do want to do that and you think that's like a sort of progression for you and like a next level, okay, I've sorted out the rest of my diet. Now I really want to focus on making sure I have all of the fuel I could possibly have for my workouts. Then I would say an easy thing is something like, I think I used to eat like a cereal bar or something because it's easy and it's there. Or Yeah, and you're like, have a shake with a cereal bar. There's your carbohydrate. It doesn't need to be... Something big and a then like a bowl
0: of rice, and yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. and if you want to have carbs after as well, you could have carbs after, but you certainly don't need to be doing things like drinking carbs during your workout when you're oh, just no, 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 when you're doing like a, a gym session or even like a half hour home workout or something, absolutely no need. I'm not a big fan of drinking
0: calories anyway, I like no, to
1: eat. no, me neither. Like,
0: I, don't know, I would rather eat, um, I would say, look. If you're hitting your calories and you're hitting your protein, then the rest of of your calories after protein can be made up of fats and or carbs. I find, personally, that having fast-digesting carbs pre-workout can be a really good thing to do in terms of how you feel in the gym and how you lift. I also find that having um, either fast or slow, it's less important post-workout, but having carbs post-workout, with your protein, by the way, pre and post, can often mean that you kind of, you recover a bit better and you feel a bit better in the in the days that follow. However, as Emma said, it's not overly important. Um, it's not, you know, the end of the world if you do or don't do that. Um, you know, It's like we always talk about for fasted training. Like we don't really care if you train fasted. If you're doing like a big muscle group like legs, maybe we kind of want you to have that energy and that fuel in the tank to really execute. Um, we certainly want you to have a good meal after to help you recover. It's not the end of the world. But it might help. Like, why don't you give it a go for a week and see if you train better, recover better, how you feel. Um, and if you feel exactly the same, don't worry about it. It's not. Mm. It's not that important. Again, we're all different. We all respond differently. But certainly, pre. For, I would say intra-workout. So th- things like um. Someone was asking about um. What's that carb uh, intra-workout dextrous. powder? Yes, dextrose. Um, uh, and they were saying like is it important on, on an Instagram Q&A I did is it important should I get it and I was like unless you're an endurance athlete no like absolutely yeah. not like you do not need that kind of supplement um so yeah don't but take some it too, people too
1: I just feel like some people try and overcomplicate this whole process almost to make it feel like oh you would have never known that you had to drink dextrose during your workout if you weren't working with me and you wouldn't have known that you needed to check like this this and this and like yeah. people checking their blood glucose and stuff I'm like you're not what? diabetic and also your coach doesn't know what to do with that information anyway like it, yeah. oh, it's insane but yeah you but don't need to even, overcomplicate like, it
0: even as a performance athlete something would have to be happening or your coaches or whoever it is to come in and be like okay let's do some testing let's mm-hmm. see what's going on here even if you're on a professional level so like the idea that like some person at the gym who kind of wants to I don't know gain a bit of muscle or lose a bit of fat or I don't know improve their marathon time by five minutes is like going to that extreme it's just irrelevant and there are other well this is
1: to- the thing people just love tracking everything now don't they and yeah. someone tagged me in something the other day and it's it's a. Uh continuous glucose monitor that you stick on you and I was just like what why like, absolutely no need for it whatsoever and actually what what kind of annoyed me as well is I was like these so these are really expensive and they're actually not given out to everyone I think they're trying to get through everyone on the NHS but like at the moment some type 1 diabetics who actually need that kind of information or would benefit from it don't have it like they just have to do like pr- finger prick tests so I'm like yeah. come on and then we're just like well, let's just buy all this information to no you don't no. need it I don't and also I how much anxiety would that give give you if I you know. could or, because you don't really understand what it is you'll think oh my god my glucose is so high it says on my app like what should I be doing yeah you just ate a meal nothing like that's normal yeah. your body will process it
0: or yeah. if you're saying yeah.
1: you're like slightly low and oh I don't know like it's It's just going to give you massive food anxiety as well
0: it's so fun i used to have a i used to have a a client who i love he's fantastic but he was a keto dieter and he he got addicted to doing the the strips the keto strips you know you pee on it yeah and he got like obsessive about it like so throughout the day he would be peeing on these fucking sticks and obviously after a workout he would have really low keto markers and he would be like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'd say, you just worked out. What is your body using for energy? Like, what yeah. is like getting so obsessive and so panicky about just basic human biology, which by the way, you cannot control. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. Your body is a fully functioning machine, 24 hours a day. Like there's only so much you can do. You kind of, as we always say, you just kind of have to go with the flow. <laughs> like, Stop panicking about everything. I mean, this person wasn't really panicking, but you
1: know what I mean? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Didn't we put the words in her mouth a little bit? We are yeah. like,
0: listen, she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say anything about any of that. No, we just love going off on little tangents, let's be honest. Um, okay, let's do the last question. Yeah, I was going to say. As usual, I need to pee. Um, okay, so I have been weighing in every day, but I wondered if I should include today's weigh-in, which is one LB down. Even though realistically, I think I'm probably a little bit dehydrated because I had two gin and tonics last night. Should I just disregard today's weigh-in? My answer is no. Emma? No,
1: I wouldn't say you should. The only time where that might be applicable... I mean, one, you you understand that and you know it might fluctuate up a little bit, so that's fine. Um, If you've been, like, really ill and you've had, like, vomiting and diarrhoea or something like... yeah Yeah. you're probably a bit dehydrated I just wouldn't weigh yourself for a few days and then just be like okay back probably back to where I should be now and I'm I'm hydrated but apart from that like yeah alcohol dehydrates you a little bit but it's not not gonna be like a ridiculous amount so if you
0: like didn't eat all day and you had like a solid bottle of and a half of red wine or I don't know I like think you'd have
1: like other problems going
0: on. yeah I mean no a couple gin and tonics you're a pound down I would take that way and you might see it go up 100% in the next few days and then it'll likely come back down again Um, and guys I uh, there's more there's 12 questions here that we haven't answered so if you are desperate to get your question answered and we haven't done it please do a post on Facebook and tag us that also applies by the way guys in your comments under our post if you don't tag us you don't see them so I went back today and saw like 12 comments under something and I was like oh shit <laughs> I didn't see that um so always tag us um and we will get back to you as always um what was I gonna say really quickly oh yeah everyone is asking about the weigh-in stuff take your lowest weigh-in a week okay we talked about this we've talked about this a few times this is Emmy's strategy and I'm really on board with it so
1: yeah okay perfect I think that's a good example again of people taking like if you saw your weight go up by a pound, you'd be freaking out and you'd be like, obviously, I have to take this way in. Like, that's the heaviest I've ever been, blah, blah, blah. But when you see it go down, you're like, oh, well, it's not real anyway. Like, you always yeah. see the negative. Like, let yeah. yourself see a positive.
0: That's such a good point. Let's right. end on that because that is like schooling All right.